Every business owner wants their business to succeed. And it doesn't matter who you are, if you're starting a new company, you have to start at ground zero. And just because someone may have money or even fame, it doesn't guarantee success of the business. For example, Nellie Portman, an Academy Award-winning actress, started a vegan footwear company. And it failed. Pharrell Williams, singer, songwriter, and producer, had a product, a liqueur called Cream, which also failed. Even Queen Bee, Beyonce herself, had a clothing company called House of Darion, and that failed. So, if having a lot of money and even fame don't guarantee success, what chance do us little guys have when all we're starting with is faith? So, like, just trying to create, like, ultimate value for your first customers to build, like, a long-lasting brand. At one of our weekly meetings, Sean and I agreed that having a great product isn't good enough anymore. So, we're trying to figure out what will set us apart from our competitors. And I believe it's the same thing that will set you apart from your competitors. Giving your customer a great experience. From DMSK, I'm Deepa Masuria, and you're listening to Thousand Miles, the podcast series documenting my journey as an entrepreneur, giving you a glimpse into the things entrepreneurs deal with, but don't actually talk about. Do you, I don't know, do you go, do you look at your, do you look at your email, like, once a company emails you? Once a company is, like, yeah, what like, do you mean, what kind of, what kind of company? A tactic I've often heard is to build your email list. The concept has been around for years. Basically, the idea behind an email list is that you can send customers information or advertisements directly. It must work, since I have yet to hear anyone say it doesn't. But everyone is trying to add your email address to their database. Companies trying to go paperless will require you to give your email to get your receipt. Other companies like Old Navy and Bath and Body Works don't even ask if you want to add your email anymore. Now, as they complete the transaction, they say, and your email address is as if it's a requirement for the transaction. And that's kind of sneaky. There's a subtle difference between asking for your permission to get your email address and straight up asking what your email address is. And since everyone is constantly asking for emails, I've personally given up saying no. Instead, I give them my fake email address. Well, it's not actually a fake email address. It's a real email address I made, but it sounds like it's for another person, like Jane Doe at Hotmail.com. And no, Jane Doe at Hotmail.com is not my actual Most fake email address, if you're wondering. Um, so I, like, but having a fake email address for... keeps the spam emails out of my inbox and um, still allows me to look at them sure if I want to. Um, there are some companies where I give my real like email address if I want to give them a shot, send it off but like it's more often than not, three I tend so. to unsubscribe. And I always unsubscribe the ones that are constantly sending me stuff because I hate it. Besides developing an email list, there's so many other avenues you can pursue to grab people's attention, but everyone is trying to grab everyone's attention. And that's tough to compete with. Not to mention that people's attention spans has also shortened since smartphones have infiltrated our lives. 
where we're constantly being bombarded with content from social media, the news, and a plethora of choice for on-demand TV shows and movies. So, in order to push through the noise, you have to know exactly who you're targeting. If you ask a good marketer, they'll tell you to create an avatar of your ideal customer. They'll even say, name that avatar, make it seem like they're a real person. It's kind of like creating a character for a story. To properly develop a believable character, you have to think about more than their gender and age. What do they look like? What level of education do they have? What's their income level? What do they do in their spare time? What do they watch or listen to? What fears keep them up at night? By truly identifying your customer avatar, it'll make it easier to create advertisements or blog posts in a way that resonates with that person. And the better you're able to connect with the avatar, the better you'll be able to target real customers. But that's step one, which is arguably the hardest step. Once you have a customer though, then what? Since it's already so hard to find customers, once you have them, you want to keep them for as long as possible because customer retention is a lot cheaper than customer acquisition. I mean, I would love to meet, I would love to talk with every single person that buys a, that buys a product, uh, giving like ultimate value, like at the beginning. Like, oh, we'd love to and that's what we're podcast. discussing now. To you to a podcast, Every company uh, needs a competitive advantage, um, something that they're uniquely good at. We love to edit content, whether it's video or audio. It's a skill both Sean and I have developed on our own. And I mean, everybody can learn how to do these too. But just like painting, just because you give someone a canvas and paint doesn't mean you'll make a Monet. There's a certain level of artistic ability to create something people would appreciate. What's your competitive advantage? If you're not sure, we think about it, from right from then the exploit it. And like, oh, I this thing We're going to try and use our editing skills to develop rapport with our customers by creating content with them. We believe that by engaging with our initial customers in this way, we'll get to know them, understand them, and develop rapport with them. Is this scalable? Absolutely not. But we live in a noisy world and we need to cut through that noise with our customers. Actually, every customer, if you can. One Like if you had one. a million customers and you were able to touch every customer, like, oh, I actually like fuck with this brand because they, I chatted with them. That's like pretty powerful. Or they, you connect with them, right? Um, is it scalable? I don't know. But Does somebody say that? What? I've been hearing you say this often in the past well, month. What? Yeah. Oh, somebody fucks with this and I don't like it. If you haven't heard episode 7, then you won't get the full context of this conversation. If you have heard episode 7, you'll know exactly why I find the phrase fuck with confusing. It makes no sense to me, that's why. Because if some, if I hear somebody's gonna fuck with someone, it's not a good thing. And yet you say it as if You've it's a good thing. You've never heard somebody say, I, I fuck I with have that. only heard you say it. Yeah, I think that's a really common terminology. No, I, I've I fuck only... With, I fuck with it. I've only heard you ever say it. Then you're not talking to enough people. Like, no, I don't talk to anybody. <laughs> no, well, that's a problem. 
you it know, we're building a culture, we're bringing a company <laughs> based on like uh, modern, sort of with it, sort of like men. And that's why you're doing the marketing and I'm not. So let me reiterate the first step. Understand your customer as intimately as possible if you want to set yourself apart from your competitors. I'm still working on that. Coming up in a future episode of Thousand Miles. No, what I want to do is um, quarterly, quarterly goals, goals, right? Like we have our, our annual goal of what we want to do in sales. That's pretty much all we have. Sean and I initially discussed our one-year goal when we first started the company. I want to take the next step to break our annual goal into quarterly goals. Yeah, every quarter, I think we should, like one, we need to figure out from our annual target, which right now is just revenue, work our way backwards. Where is our annual target? Are you serious? No, just refresh me with how that was. And we obviously need the refresher. I hope you like this podcast. And if you do, tell a friend, subscribe or follow, and leave a five-star rating. And I'll talk to you soon on our next episode of Thousand Miles.